Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello there, you beautiful soul. How are you today, you little rebel heart, you? I am okay. Uh, the weather here in Minnesota is amazing for November. It's in the 50s and sunny, and that is such a gift. So I am soaking that in and taking that in and loving it and appreciating it so much. Ah, I just want to say that this time, y'all, in my life, in this moment, feels really super challenging. I am going through what feels like a cosmic kick in the pants, cosmic reboot, if you will, except it kind of feels like I'm in that part where I got unplugged, but I haven't quite been plugged back in yet. There's just kind of a black screen and nothing's coming online. It sort of feels like the carpet underneath me is being pulled out and things are just being stirred up and that is okay. This is normal and I tend to forget that these things in life are cyclical and normal and that life is not always easy or smooth and quite frankly, I really don't think it's supposed to be because here's the thing, we only gain knowledge and wisdom through our lived experience. And we end up knowing way more about ourselves and what we want when we discover what we don't want. And with contrast in life seems to come bigger or newer dreams and desires. And I know this. And I have lived enough life to know that our grief, our emotions, and our life happen in cycles, and that our soul and our body and our mind need to live through hard lessons in order to grow and evolve. And there's just going to be some challenges, both some that are expected and some that are surprising and unexpected. They're going to happen in all of our lives at different times and for varying amounts of time. And I think sometimes when I'm in it, I tend to forget that. So if anything else, it's a reminder to myself to just embrace if I can, and at the very least to just accept. It seems especially appropriate that there is today when I'm recording a Scorpio new moon. And Scorpio is a passionate sign. It's a fiery water sign. And it symbolizes death and rebirth, transformation, really in touch with spiritual and psychic realms, as well as unveiling truth and secrets that are hidden. Scorpio often has a lot of things that they're hiding that are in the dark depths of their soul. And yes, things that other people might be hiding or that governments might be hiding, but also about things that maybe we're hiding from ourselves to ourselves. So it feels appropriate that I'm just going through this extra challenging time right now as the wheel of the year turns 
and we're entering the season of autumn. And autumn, as you know, is all about letting go. It's about surrender. And it's about going within just as nature is doing right now. So all of the energy of those bright and pretty blooming flowers and the thriving leaves and the expansiveness and outward expression of summer have now receded and the energy is descending back into the trunk of the trees and the brush. It's going back into the roots and it's going back into the ground. And then therefore the leaves, they wither they turn colors, they die, and they fall to the ground. And they become, the leaves become homes for little critters, and they become part of the death rebirth cycle for the soil. This is just nature's natural time of gathering the last of the harvest to prepare for winter. And we're doing that as humans too. We're preparing for stillness and slowness and hibernation and going within. And so we as humans are being collectively called to do what nature is doing. Because of course, we are a part of nature. We are nature. And it cycles. And we're always connected to nature, even when we don't acknowledge it or necessarily feel like we are. And so what the season of autumn asks of us is to slow down and go within and hibernate and to let go. But damn, isn't that hard sometimes, y'all? Letting go can be so hard when we feel super attached to the people we love or jobs or ideas or dreams that we have or situations or our belongings or our homes or our vehicles, whatever it is, it's so hard to let go and trust that the ground is still going to be beneath us. Because in order to let go and surrender, we have to feel safe in our body, in our nervous systems, and safe in our life. And the truth is, a lot of us actually aren't safe in our life. And so it becomes this question of, well, how can I feel safe in my body and in my life, regardless of what's going on in my circumstance or in my environment? And I recorded a podcast I think it was last week or the week before on that very topic. And so when we can feel safe enough to surrender, it's super beautiful, but it's really hard. And just to trust and have faith in something that we cannot see or know yet, that is the definition of faith, is that we haven't tangibly been able to feel, touch, see the thing that we're moving towards. And also... I want to say that the biggest beef that I have with this time of year going into winter is that we are being asked of nature to slow down and hibernate and to go within and let go. However, in our modern world, in most places, not all, and in most people's circumstances, although not everyone's, we can't just stop just because winter's here. It feels almost impossible to just do what we need to do to hibernate and let go and go within like nature's calling us to do. That is, if we still want to eat and have a roof over our heads and gas in our car. So I don't have a problem with winter at its core. I love the seasons. But what's really hard for me is 
the world we live in doesn't often allow us or allow me to slow down as much as I'd want to slow down. And so it becomes this art and this dance of how can I still cultivate slowness and hibernation in little periods in the in-between moments in my busy life and in our busy lives. And also, I'll say one thing that's contributing to the challenge for a lot of folks this time of year is the amount of daylight is getting shorter and the darkness is getting longer and it's definitely encroaching. Right now, I'm in Minnesota and it's getting dark at 5 p.m. And, you know, since the cycles of our wake and sleep are controlled by those rhythms of natural daylight, it makes perfect sense that my brain and body think it's 11 p.m. when it's only 6 p.m. And I feel like basically either going to bed or at the very best, getting in my sweatpants and watching Netflix. I do not feel like necessarily being productive after it gets dark. And that's really challenging because it eliminates hours in the day where most of us feel energized and ready for action. There's two things though that I've discovered that I want to share with you that have allowed me to go through tough times with more grace and ease. And again, I am a work in progress along with you, but we also are divine and perfect just the way we are. And we can hold both of those seemingly opposite ideas in our head. So again, these are two suggestions just to get through really challenging times. My number one recommendation, it's not new, but it's super important. And maybe it'll be a really good reminder for you because it's wonderful for me. And that is radical acceptance of what's happening. And the number two thing is asking myself better questions. So the first thing is radical acceptance of what is happening. So Katie Byron talks about this in her work, um, and that's just accepting what is and not arguing with the past or arguing with reality, because ultimately we never win. And one of the best things that I've learned along the way so far as I navigate through more challenging valleys of life is that accepting radically whatever is coming up in the moment is super crucial to moving through it. It's still, of course, a work in progress, as I've said, and it's not always easy. But when I can accept something, and if I accept it sooner, whether it's pains in our body, your current weight, your relationship situation, situations with your job, an accident that might have just happened, feelings that are coming up, actions that you took that maybe you aren't great about owning or maybe you're not proud of your actions, something that someone said to you, maybe it's a random situation or circumstance, whatever happened today and whatever it might be. When we can just accept what has happened and what is true and just acknowledge that, it removes very quickly a layer of resistance and self-judgment from the equation. So for example, if I am feeling sad, but I don't accept that I'm feeling sad, then what I'm doing is I'm beating myself up. I'm adding judgment and criticism to my sadness 
that already exists. Now I'm left with more layers of emotional debris to have to clear and to process through. And the sadness is probably going to linger longer now because the first thing that has to be remedied because I'm too busy judging myself or beating the heck out of myself for being sad. But if I can just accept the sadness and say, okay, I don't really feel okay, I feel sad. And if I can just let it be there, then I'm no longer resisting it. Now, we don't have to take it as far as embracing it or liking it, but acceptance we can do. You're no longer resisting it or wishing it was a different way. You're just saying, okay, this is my reality in the moment. And because we know that a feeling is just a vibration or a frequency passing through us, when I let a feeling be there, it will move through me with greater ease. And I think what prevents people from accepting is that many people and including myself at times, and I have to remind myself it's not true, that people tend to think that if you accept something about your life or your body or a situation that you don't like, that you will stay stuck there. But it is the opposite. When we accept something, acceptance comes from love and love can move mountains. Acceptance allows the flow to be there. So when we're in judgment or fear or criticism or anger, it slows or even sometimes blocks the flow of our energy and it hinders processing whatever it is that we're going through. And it makes it way harder for us to make the changes that we actually want to make in any area of our life. And we're beating ourselves up in the process of doing it. And it feels horrible. For example, if someone wants to lose weight, they can beat the heck out of themselves and restrict themselves into a place of thinness, but they're still going to internally feel like shit. But if you love yourself the way you are now, regardless of where you are, that love is going to carry you to your goal weight and you're going to be an actual happy and more well-adjusted person on the inside as well on the way down the scale. When we have frustration, self-loathing, or hatred, it just makes it so much heavier and harder to actually get to where we want to be. Acceptance is truly the path of greater ease, and it's very counterintuitive because acceptance feels vulnerable. It feels like we're giving up, and giving up feels like surrender, and surrender feels scary because we want to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves. And in this society, especially most of us are used to being overproductive and we equate our value with productivity. So we can still make changes in our life and want something different and still be in acceptance. We can hold both of those at the same time. But when we do it from a place of love, that is what alchemizes and eventually turns the lemons of your life into lemonade. And I am practicing this hardcore right now because I'm having a really challenging moment. So I am just in acceptance. And I wasn't initially. I was fighting it. I was annoyed. All of the things. But there's so much ease now that I've come into acceptance and things are shifting. And so 
That was the number one thing. The number two thing, in addition to radical acceptance and being okay with not being okay, and instead of beating ourselves up or judging ourselves, we can ask ourselves damn good questions. Because my brain and my body and psyche in conjunction with God or source or spirit helpers or guides or angels or ancestors or whatever it is that you believe in or that you pray to or talk to, my brain and body in conjunction with spirit and energies will then go to work for me answering those good questions that I've asked. But the problem is, y'all, we ask ourselves really shitty and unhelpful questions. So of course, we're going to get unhelpful answers. In general, most of us have been taught to not ask better questions. For example, if something really hard is happening, we kind of tend to ask in our heads or out loud, why? And why puts us in to resistance because we're not in acceptance and we're trying to understand it. And why is okay initially, but if we keep asking why, we're going to never be productive and we may never get an answer that's true, reliable, or useful. Because remember, our brain tells us some pretty crappy things that often aren't true. So when you ask why something's happening, your brain's going to maybe spit out Some things like, well, because you're a loser or because, you know, you weren't good enough here or it's going to say some probably negative things to you and you might believe them. But there's other questions that we can ask that automatically are going to elicit a truer, deeper response. And it's not going to set us up for feeling not supported by our own questions. And these questions can be internally or out loud. And so I'm going to share with you some questions I ask myself when I'm having a challenging or hard time or something is happening that feels really crappy or out of the blue. And you can start asking yourself better questions too. And I encourage you that these questions that I asked myself, this is not an inclusive list. So if you have questions that you want to come up with that feel like it's better for you and prompting your mind, body, psyche, and spirit, please go ahead and do so. But in general, when we ask better questions, we're going to get answers that are more insightful and helpful and have a greater potential to actually create learning and change. And so also just the act of asking the question, you have to get yourself into a place where you have shifted perspective. And asking these questions is in itself a way to stay in the flow and in that co-creative mode versus being in a victim or resistant mode. So just the very act of asking questions shifts your energy, shifts your perspective. And here are the questions, some of them I often ask to try to move through a situation with more grace and ease. Number one, what is this situation or circumstance trying to show me or tell me? Number two is similar. What is emerging or trying to emerge from this situation? And number three, what am I not seeing? can you show me? You are directly asking for guidance and you are humbling your ego and you're opening your heart to feedback. 
Number four, if we all collectively accept the premise that we are either learning or winning it, that there is no such thing as failure because it doesn't really exist when we reframe it as either a learning opportunity or a win, then you can ask, what is it that I'm learning or what can I improve on? Where can I be accountable and own up to any shortcomings or my behavior? And where did I win or what did I do that feels good or right or like a win? So do you see there how we're asking, where can I improve on and be accountable? But we're also acknowledging and asking our brain to show us things that we did right or that we're doing well. We don't often ask ourselves that. Number five, how would I normally respond in this situation? And how do I want to respond differently this time? So think about your typical behavioral response or patterning. And then think about the ideal version of you and how you would prefer to respond. And take time to think about and imagine your new response as the new you. Number six, who do I want to be in this situation? And how am I showing up in this situation, both for myself and showing up for other people? Number seven, how can I best show myself love and support myself to get through this situation, not beat myself up or abandon myself even if I messed up or fell short. Because then what you're doing is you're acknowledging that maybe something can be different and I want to behave differently, but I also need to support and love myself right now to get through this. And what does that look like for me in this moment? And then here is the key. We need to be open to answers. And it's however they may come. It may come in your waking life, in your dream life. And trust me, they will come if you ask and if you listen. They might come all of a sudden when you're driving or in the bath or shower. They may come in the middle of the day at work. Really ask to be shown the answer and be really open and present to things in everyday life. Synchronicities, just a knowing, maybe messages that you read or a sign that you see. Maybe it's a conversation you're in or that you happen to overhear. Maybe it's a sign or symbol, or maybe it's a text message or a meme. Maybe you have a dream that's really telling or just a general knowing and intuition. So whatever it is for you, just try to remain open to these answers. So just to summarize, the ways that we have challenges in life are hard. We are challenged. Life is not always easy or smooth. Nothing has gone wrong because this is the way that our soul evolves and grows. But when we're in the dark, when we're in a challenge, it can be really hard to trust and surrender and let go and know that it's going to be okay. And a couple of things that have allowed me to move through with grace and ease are this idea and concept of radical acceptance of what's happening, being okay with not being okay. And number two, asking better questions. I hope that these questions and this prompting might help you if you are going through a hard time right now, or if you're going through a challenging time in the future. They're really simple things to do, but they're really hard in a way, and they're really profound when we do them 
And it doesn't take a lot of time to just shift our perspective into acceptance and to ask ourselves some key questions. I hope that you are loving yourself today, no matter what, and you are having your own back. And as always, I love you. And thanks so much for being with me today. We'll talk again next week. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Hey, no, no, no.